Whoop, whoop, whoop. So many exciting things to tell you. I'm going to keep it short and simple. Number one, my book is now free, a digital version of my book, Building Simple Habits to a Healthy Me. You can just sign up and get it for free. Number two, come and say hello on Instagram. I'm having fun on Instagram doing exciting reels. Number three, I have four amazing packages for my Positively Healthy program called Magical May exciting exciting if you want to find out more book a call and let's chat and lastly remember radiate and renew four simple habits simple but mighty habits is starting may the 15th so come and sign up for that Welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina Kerrick. I teach frustrated professional mums who juggle everything to transform their lives, to lose weight and lead a healthy life so they can feel fit and fabulous. On the Fit and Fabulous podcast, we chat about nutrition, healthy living, emotional wellness in a way that you can apply to your life. I'll show you how to stop being frustrated and overwhelmed with healthy living and how to make it easy and fun. You're invited to sign up to my family-friendly meal plan. Three easy meals to help you lose weight that the kids will like too. And my systems video, the simple system that keeps the kids happy and helps you shed the pounds. You can sign up at drorlina.com. That's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash healthy dash family dash meal dash plan. Now on with today's show. Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Rena Kerrick. Today we are talking about how to thrive in these difficult times. So what an interesting week it has been. I record the podcast episodes a few days in advance and when I recorded last week's, we were in normal life. And since then, a week later, we are in total lockdown and living within our house and not allowed to go out except to buy food. So I live in Spain and at the moment, we're one of the leading countries in terms of the coronavirus. And it all happened very, very quickly for us. So last Wednesday, we were told that children would not be doing inter-school activities so that kids were going to school and doing activities, but any activities between schools would stop. On Thursday, we were told it was the last day of school and there would be no school on Friday. At that time, we were allowed out of our houses. We were allowed to go and do things as long as we kept our distance. By Saturday, Spain had declared a state of emergency and we are now confined to our houses. We're not allowed out except to buy food and in cases of emergency. So an amazing week and it has been difficult to adapt. And the reason I'm doing this podcast is because I want to share with you some of the thoughts and some things that have worked because I can see that this is happening to a lot of people. And if it hasn't happened to you now, it it may well happen to you shortly. So the first thing to say, I think, is it is an adaption. And having four children at home is very different from having our routine of kids going to school and me having time to do things that I want to do, aka work on my business, look after my clients and all of those kind of things. So I think the first thing is really to recognise that there is a period of time that is an adaption. So I saw on my first day that really and truly um, 
we hadn't prepared in terms of thinking about what the children were going to do. So the children have got school homework, but it really wasn't very much. And that suddenly me thinking they would do their mornings of schoolwork wasn't really going to work unless I was very planned in what they were going to have. And when I say planned, I mean, they need to tell me what they're going to do. So they need to have a plan in advance. So there was definitely a period of ad- adaption. And I think we're still going through that period of adaption. We have been told that we're going to be housebound for two weeks, but there is a possibility that it will be longer. And I think keeping that in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about how I can keep some structure and routine to our day. So with that in mind, we actually walk to school every day. Now, obviously, we don't walk to school. We walk around the garden a little bit and we come back. And the reason for that is to allow our bodies to know that it's morning time, to give us some movement and just sort of start a new morning. And we're super lucky that we have a bit of scrap land next to us, which we can walk around. It is very wet. We got very wet this morning. So tomorrow morning, we might just stick to the garden. So number one, allow some adaption time. Number two, try and find some routine and structure, particularly if you have more than one child. I think with a group of children, it's really useful to have structure. So for us, what we do is we start off with half an hour reading because that's what the children do at school. And then in the morning, they're supposed to do schoolwork or anything educational, really. So I've allowed that to expand a little bit and do things like educational games, like playing Scrabble or um, number games like Triominoes. And then we have lunch, we have patio time, And then in the afternoon, we do different activities, which are not school-based activities. And I think it's fair to say that my children are definitely using more screen time than they normally would. So we have divided our morning into two, and two of the children get screen time in the morning, educational screen time. So if um, they're old enough to understand videos and um, learning resources. There are lots of learning resources. If any of you want them, then just shout out and I can give you a long list of them. For my younger ones, we have a thing called Osmo, which is an iPad related learning activity and they learn how to do coding and spelling and things like that. So they are getting more screen time, but I haven't allowed them to have total unlimited screen time. So I think routine and structure are important. Now, another thing that I think is really important is to recognise that this is a time of stress. And I have noticed that I myself feel stressed, partly from having the four children around, but also because this is a time of uncertainty. This is big news as far as our world is concerned. It does rock our idea of society and how safe we feel. And I think those emotions will come to the surface. And I think what's really important is to be aware of those emotions. So for me, I notice that I'm a little bit less patient with my children. It's almost like my my patience is frayed. And I think it's really important to be aware of that and take measures to manage that because it's very easy to spiral into a negative panic kind of emotion. So some of the ways that you can keep positive are by firstly, limiting how much you read on the news and social media. Now, I know we want to know what's happening. And as the events unfold, we want to be aware of them. But as we 
read those headlines. The headlines read like this. So many people died. So many people caught the illness. So many people died. So many caught the illness. And that is going to go on for a long period of time. And that is not a way of keeping positive. So I would suggest that you allow yourself to look at the news, say, once a day and think about where you are spending your time on social media. Social media is one of those things that can really sap our energy and sap our decision-making processes. So it is good to connect with people as long as those connections are good and positive connections rather than battling about certain things, which is something that does happen on social media. So I would think about limiting your social media and thinking about the areas within social media that are going to help you get through and buoy you up rather than yet more negative news. And the flip side of that is think about positive resources that are going to help you. So in the podcast that I did a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned Tut Note from the Universe, which is, you know, a positive message which arrives in your email every three days, I think Monday, Wednesday and Friday. So resources like that, which really just give you a little bit of a smile or something like that, super useful in these times. Movement is another thing that is super important. Now, as I say, we're super lucky that we have a garden and Many people don't have a garden, and I think that must be super, super difficult. But it is still really important to keep your body moving. This is something that I find very difficult because I'm used to walking and swimming regularly, and I can't do that. However, I can do some movement. So things, simple things like running up and down stairs a few times and doing some yoga. I'm lucky that I know how to do yoga, but if you don't know how to do yoga, then there's apps and there's YouTube videos, and there's lots of apps that have seven-minute workouts, and my children have been doing seven-minute workouts too. So just think of ways that you can incorporate movement into your day, and I am still doing my leg lift whilst I brush my teeth every single day. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I did a podcast on incorporating movement into your day with Katie Lush. And we talked about doing a leg lift. So you just lift your leg up straight whilst you're brushing your teeth. I do mine for 30 seconds each leg, so two minutes in total. But small things like that, where you're stretching and moving your body more than you would normally if you were just standing there brushing your teeth. Meditation. Meditation is another really useful and powerful tool. Now, if you haven't started meditation, I have a whole podcast on how to start meditation. I think the easiest way is to use an app. And there's an app called the Insight Timer, which is a free app. And on it, it has loads and loads of meditations. And you can find a five minute meditation, a 10 minute, an hour meditation, depending on how much time you have. But just spending a small period of time and allowing your brain to relax, I think is the best way of putting it. Now, if you already meditate, I would urge you to be doing meditation every single day in these times where it's obvious that we're going to get more stress than normal. Meditation is a really useful tool for combating that stress. Fun, keep it fun. I think when we can learn to laugh and think about funny things, then that just lightens the mood and gets up 
guest starts in one of those positive spirals than a negative spiral. It's very easy for me to be constantly snapping at my kids. I have to be aware of that and try and find ways to counterbalance that. So making us smile and thinking about jokes. And so we have incorporated fun activities for the kids. So after lunch, we do a fun activity. So we played rounders the other day. And I think today we are going to play hide and seek. We might have a Nerf gun war where we just shoot each other with Nerf guns. But simple activities like that. And they have a positive effect, partly because they're fun, but also because they have this group bonding effect where we do something together. And I think children are feeling stressed and they know that there is something big going on in the world. And that is something that is underneath and they don't necessarily voice it. So it is important to talk to your children in a way that they understand what is going on. And the message that I have given my children is that we are staying at home because we don't want to overload the hospitals rather than because they are in immediate danger. And that is my understanding, is that the children are not going to get the illness badly. So they aren't at huge risk of becoming very, very unwell. And I think that's something that you can help them understand, that we're doing this for our society, not necessarily for our individual safety. Now, clearly, that's a very oversimplified message, but I think we have to be careful not to overburden our children with negative views and negative thoughts. So, for example, I was talking to my husband the other day and my son overheard me saying, oh, look, the headline is 500 people died in Spain. And that kind of message is not great for our children to hear. So be careful about what you let them hear. Now, I'm not saying, particularly if you have older children, that you should lie to them, but it's about focusing on the positive things rather than the negative things. Now, amongst fun, we have been finding time to do new things. Now, for me, cooking is one of the things that I like to find time to find new recipes, new healthy recipes. I found some things to do with aubergines. My children don't like aubergines, but I like experimenting. And I have had my eldest son in the kitchen doing exciting things. He cooked a curry and he made paneer, which is a kind of cheese, a simple cheese. Essentially, you boil some milk for a long period of time, and then you add some lemon juice. Sorry, not for a long period of time. It was a lot of milk, so it took a long time. But he made a curry, and he's one of my picky eaters, so I quite like it when he starts cooking because I know that he will like that recipe that he has cooked. And it was wonderful. We had some buttermilk left over, which is the liquid that is left when you've taken out the fat solids from the milk. And so we made some banana bread with my daughter who wanted to make banana bread. So just trying out new things. Keep it healthy, my friends. Um, I know that it's easy to think about emotional eating at this time, but please be aware of that. And please don't do that. Healthy cooking is something that we can all try. New, easy, fun recipes. And we can also use the time to do other things. So I want to dig out an old keyboard that I know we have in our garage somewhere and start playing the piano again. Or it might be that you want to start doing crafts with your children or doing some painting. But there are different things that you can try your hand at. From a mindset point of view, I think the two best things are, is number one is to be aware of how you are feeling. It isn't unusual to feel panicky, stressed, overwhelmed. But what you need to do at that time is be aware of it and take measures for it. 
And being grateful for what we do have is a really good counterbalance to those panicky, stressful emotions. And it is really easy to look around and think about what we are grateful for. So I am very grateful that I have an outdoor space. I'm very grateful that I don't live in a very small space. I'm very grateful that my children are here and safe with me. And I say that even though my children can be frustrating and I'm finding it difficult at times to manage my children, I am still super grateful. And I take those little moments of giving them a cuddle and appreciating them. And really, when they're playing together, playing nicely together, really cherishing those every small moments. Another tip I would say is to think about what's important right now and what's not important right now. And this is different for different people. So one thing I think is important for me is my appearance. I get dressed every morning, I brush my hair, I blow dry my hair and make sure that I turn up to my daily house as I would as if I were going outside. I'm not personally somebody who likes to hang around in my pyjamas. Now, you might be different to me and that might not be important to you. So on the other side of the coin, one of the things I realised was that I have spent quite a lot of time nagging my children about putting on their shoes in the last few days. And that nagging sort of weighs me down. There's a lot that I (laughs) nag my children about because clearly they're children and they don't do things perfectly or in my way perfectly. And I don't really like the children getting cold feet. It's not summer right now. And so I find myself constantly saying, can you go and put some shoes on, please? Can you go and put some shoes on, please? Until I decided to stop and go, do you know what? Right now, my children wearing shoes is not a priority. Our house is fine. It doesn't have broken glass and things around it. If they get dirty, cold feet, they're perfectly capable of washing them and putting some shoes on, but they're choosing to take their shoes off and that is their decision. And if that's what they want to do, I'm going to live with that. So this idea of thinking about right now, what is important for you? And on a side note, if you're working from home as well, I think this is important to decide what are my priorities in work right now? And this is a difficult one, but one of the things I found is that it's very difficult for me to work like I would work normally when my children are at school. I don't have that concentrated time of being able to think about the projects that I'm working on. And so on a side note, I have actually decided that I'm going to put a lot of my projects on hold, but I am going to open up my office hours to anybody who wants to book a call in the next week because I'm now super flexible because I don't have all of these other things going on in my life. So if you would like to book a free session with me, I'm offering, normally every week I offer two free sessions, two one-hour free sessions. But right now, if you want to talk about how I can help you in your weight loss and healthy eating journey, you're welcome to sign up for a free one-hour session. And that stands until Friday this week as this goes out live. And depending on where we are in Spain, it might also go out next week. Now, do not panic if you think, oh my goodness, I've missed it. I offer these sessions, two sessions every week. So if you can't make it before next Friday, then no doubt next week, you can have one of those two sessions or the following week. So if you're interested in that, reach out and let me know. So there you go, my friends. Let me just recap. I think one, allow some adaptation time. Two, think about your routine and structure. Try to keep positive. Remember to incorporate some movement, some meditation, a bit of fun. 
Think about new things that you can try. Think those things that you've always had on your list of, oh my goodness, I want to try this and now I have the time to do it. Self-awareness and gratitude and thinking about what's important right now. And what not to do is emotional eating and emotional drinking. And if you want some help with that, then why not sign up for one of the Dr. Alina's hours and we can chat about that if that's something that you struggle with. So my friends, enjoy this time. I pause before I say enjoy because I know that it is a difficult time, but we can find some enjoyment in this time and really cherish what we have and hope that the worst of it is over soon. The reality is I think this is going to go on for a long, long period of time. The threat is going to be there, but this is a new way of life. And I think we don't really know what's going to happen as it unfolds. I hope that we are going to be allowed out of our house in the next two or three weeks, but I don't know that. So my friends, keep positive, keep strong and keep smiling. Have a lovely week and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. And before I go, one last tip that I forgot to mention. Use Skype. Use the amazing technology that we have to connect with your family and friends. We are sociable creatures. And when we are confined to not seeing our friends, we don't feel as happy as we normally do. So if you are sociable, and I suspect you are, then make sure you connect with other people. Have a lovely week, my friends. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina. If you enjoyed it, I would love it if you could share it with a friend. Every time you share a podcast episode with a friend, it helps me to reach and help more people. Remember, you're welcome to sign up for my family-friendly meal plan at drorlina, that's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com, slash healthy dash family dash meal dash plan. Goodbye and have a fabulous week. Bye.